0: You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily podcast on the Toronto Blue Jays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to Locked On Blue Jays, your daily dose of Toronto Blue Jays talk directly into your headspace, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, AJ Andrews of jayswintercouch.com gonna keep going gonna keep pressing on it's what trebek would have wanted so we're gonna keep doing it in this episode we are going to take a look at the major league baseball trade rumors piece that came out uh last week they made their predictions as they usually do top 50 free agents and two of the top Free agents are projected to go to the Blue Jays. So we're going to talk about that and then talk about what it actually looks like overall for the Toronto team heading into this free agency. We've already seen them make one move. They brought back Robbie Ray, running it back with him for, for $8 million. If you missed that episode, it's the one right before this one. So what are you doing? Um... Well, actually, I guess it doesn't matter. You can listen to this one, then go back and listen to the Robbie Ray one. So, hey, you do you. I don't judge. Anyway. So, yeah, when I saw this piece come out, like, I mean, it's usually one of the anticipated ones. In the past, we've seen the Blue Jays um, pretty, pretty much out of the picture for a lot of these big targets. Um, But, yeah, this year... A lot of baseball writers are very uh, bullish on the Blue Jays in this free agency market, being very aggressive, using the capital they have, as we discussed before. Um, the Blue Jays are in that rare position where they're actually owned by a media company, so their their access to money isn't as hampered as some of the other owners who are coming in. Obviously, the Mets with... An owner who's worth $14 million and wants to be the GM. um, They're going to be an interesting factor in this, but the Blue Jays are in a better position than most. Especially with all the young talent they still have on those cost-effective deals. So, it made sense that they gave Robbie Ray the one-year deal. I think... For the most part, that that may be their MO, so they can still have the money in the bank to sign guys like Bo Bichette and Vladimir Guerrero Jr. and Nate Pearson and Kevin Biggio to these longer-term deals. But it's really interesting to see what other people think the Blue Jays are going to buttress that with. And I'm going to start with the lower of the two free agents that MLBTR gave the Blue Jays, and that was number 11 of their 50, Jake Odorizzi. Um, MLBTR predicted a three-year $39 million deal for Odorizzi, and I I think that's a little bit much for Jake. I mean, he had an all-star career uh, year in 2019, where he went 15 and seven, had a 3.51 ERA, best ERA he had since 2015 with Tampa Bay. So, pitched very well, but definitely did not have the 2020 campaign he wanted. Obviously, injuries played a lot into that. He um, he had a back injury, and then got hit in the chest with a line drive. So, just the torso taking a beating for Jake Odorizzi in 2020. And then he had a blister as well. So, just not really great. Um, The reason I don't really like this for the Blue Jays, they have a lot of injury risks as it is. Um, Hyunjin Ryu's been injury prone for his career. Nate Pearson, we've already seen him, seen him this time. Um, Tanner Roark and Robbie Ray are pretty durable, but... They also are question marks for perform- performance reasons, so I'm not sure the Blue Jays want to do that for someone who looks like it might be trouble on the back end. He will, uh, he will turn 31 in March, so that kind of is is on the edge when pitchers, you know, start to. Have, have that drop in velocity, start needing to rely more on on their movement, on their control. Um, And I guess the good thing with Odorizzi is he's always been that kind of pitcher. He has a fastball that tops out around 92 miles an hour. But what he does is just a sheer melange of pitches. He throws six different pitches because he has both fastballs. He has a four-seamer and a sinker. And then he'll mix in a cutter, a split finger fastball, a curveball, and a slider. So, you know, Trent, Trent Thornton, but more broken when it comes to pitch selection for Jake Odorizzi. Um in in 2020, he did actually get his fastball up to 93 pretty consistently. The slider operates at about 84, 85, the cutters an 88, 87, the split finger similar to the slider but obviously with a more vertical break. And then that curveball, it's a slow, it's a slow drop curveball at 75. Definitely good for throwing off the timing of a hitter. He doesn't throw it very often, but it's it's a nice little 12-6 curve that, you know, can can catch a batter wrong if they're looking for that splitter. So with all that you would think, oh alright, well well let's get him in. I'm I'm still not entirely sold on Odorizzi. Um like I said, and it's easy to write it off as as an injury plague season, but if that's the case, why is he getting a three year deal? Why isn't he on a similar plan to Robbie Ray? You know, give give him that one year show me deal. Obviously, I would think Odorizzi would be more on board with that. Um, given his value, took such a hit in 2020. May- maybe he does take a multi-year deal for the security, but I don't think the Blue Jays are offering that. I I think with Tanner Roark and-, and Ross Stripling and now Robbie Ray there, they don't have to be that kind of aggressive with a guy who they're not going to be certain on. And I think there are teams that are far more desperate for starting pitching, um, like the Angels, uh, like the Twins, who are going to need pitchers behind Kenta Um You know, the the White Sox will probably be looking to to buttress their pitching staff after it got wrecked in the playoffs. So, there are a lot of teams that are going to be chasing starting pitching. I actually think that's going to be the most aggressive part of the market this year. And I don't think the Blue Jays need to take that risk on a guy who is now a question mark. If... If you were talking to me in the 2019 offseason, I'd say, sure, try and trade for him. But I know I know he did get a bit unlucky. But, again, I like to look at that fielding independent pitching to see what he's doing without the defense behind him. And Minnesota has a def- decent infield defense. So, you know, it, it would you would think it'd be a little better. But that fielding independent pitching was at 6-12 last year. Had the highest whip of his career at 139. Didn't didn't walk many batters, which I mean that is a plus for a blue team that did give out a lot of free passes. But at the same time, it's it doesn't matter if you don't walk a guy if they're going to get on base anyway. And when you start looking like Jamie Moyer, giving up more home runs than walks, that that's not great either. So I don't know. I don't like the move. If the Blue Jays are going to spend that kind of money, I would like them to focus on the back end, where you know getting a proven reliever in would make me happy. I mean, um, number twelve on MLBTR's list is Liam Hendricks, and if they are going to ignore my pleas and cries to sign Brad Hand, you, you could bring back Liam Hendricks, who you know was. Was pretty, pretty lo- beloved in Toronto, considering he was only here for a year and a half. But he did also find himself in Toronto. Um, that 2015 campaign, when he was 5-0, and with a 2.92 ERA out of the bullpen, after floundering as a starter. I mean, that was the start of, you know, his reformation into an all-star. And I mean, he's back-to-back seasons... <laughs> Whereas ERA is 1.8 or below, Fielding Independent Pitching last year was actually 1.14 Got a whip of 0.67. That's what I want. That's I want that nail down in the back end, and I would rather pay for that. I would rather pay for a guy who, you know, almost had as many walks as as earned runs, and even still, freaking paling in comparison to everything thirty seven strikeouts and twenty five to thirds. i I'd much rather have Liam Hendricks. I'd mu- I'd much rather have him and Brad Hand. I don't know why the the relief market is kinda of being undervalued. We've seen how important that was in the playoffs this year where teams had to go to the to the bullpen early and often. So I really think if the Blue Jays are going to be doing that, they should let the desperate teams go for starting pitching. Let the Angels chase it. Let the Mets chase it. The Twins. The White Sox. Let all those teams chase those starters. And focus on the relief pitching instead. And build up that back end. Build up that bullpen. Imagine running Rafael Deise, Jordan Romano, Julian Merriweather, and then Brad Hand and Liam Hendricks. You can get them combined for like $40 million. How awesome would that be? I'd love that. And I, I know, I know Blue Jays fans are a little gun shy to give a big contract to the to a reliever. Thank you for those forever mental scars, BJ Ryan. But I I really think that the quality of relievers out there, I think that's going to be the underrated portion of this free agent market. And I think that's where the Blue Jays need to strike. Is going after those relievers, building up that bullpen, building up A formidable wall. So you only need five innings out of Robbie Ray. You only need five innings out of Tanner Roark or Ross Stripling. And if they can't get them, which, as we saw with Roark and Stripling, not a lock, then you have that bullpen ready to come in and shut down the opposing batters. You can have Merriweather for two innings. You can have Baruchy for two innings. You can have your guys come in and be ready. That's what I want for this team. That's that's my that's how I'd build this team. But obviously I am just one voice and I'm not a voice with a lot of influence. So it will be interesting to see how they go about this cuz there's another name that has been linked with the Blue Jays that is very very interesting and I'll I'll talk about him. Very soon. You are locked on Blue Jays. Your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right. So I went off a bit on free agent pitching. Got to turn to the plate a little bit in the time I have left. Um, I said Odorizzi was the lower ranked of the two names that MLBTR had going to the Blue Jays. That's because they also have the Blue Jays inking. The number five free agent on the board. And not only would he improve a spot where the Blue Jays did have a lot of issues in in 2020 and 2019. Also weakens the Yankees at the same time. Which is always fun when you can wreck the Yankees day. Um, yeah, uh, they have the Blue Jays signing DJ LeMayhew. Their prediction is a four-year deal at $68 million. Now, uh, remember in 2019, he he hung around late in free agency and signed that two-year $24 million deal with New York. Turned out to be a bargain because they got two silver slugger campaigns out of him. He would have been an all-star this season. Led the majors with a 364 batting average in this campaign. His 421 on base led the American League. As did his OPS at 1.011. That's a lot. That's a very big number. When you're above one for an entire season, you're doing all right. So, I I love DJ LeMahieu. I have always loved DJ LeMahieu. I never bought into that hype that he was a product of Coors Field. Because he never was reliant on the long ball to be a productive guy. He's a contact hitter in... Um, in three of his last four seasons in Colorado, he batted above 300. That is what he does. Like, yeah, he had 26 home runs, uh, for the Yankees in 2019 and 10 last year, but that's a new thing. And it kind of helps when you're playing in Yankee Stadium, which is a stupidly small park that should be only fit for little leaguers. But I digress. Signing a guy like LeMahieu who has the ability to play first, second, and third. Obviously some nice versatility. You can swap him around with Kevin Bichio, depending on matchups, depending on who you think is going to get more action, and, and set him up there. Um, you can slot him in at the top of the lineup and have a guy who you know is going to be consistently getting on base and setting the table for your Lourdes Gurriel juniors for your Vladimir Guerrero Jr., for your Teoscar Hernandezes, and be able to take advantage and turn some of those solo shot home runs into two run bombs into three run bombs that will really hurt a team and really give the Blue Jays an edge. And, you know, he is a gold glover. He's a three time gold glover uh, for at third base for Colorado. So, you know, he can play defense. He can do it more than well. And if we're going galaxy brain a little bit, bringing in DJ LeMayhew does allow you to start to consider, well, do we have to throw Kevin Biggio into a deal if we want to get a Francisco Lindor or a a Chris Bryant or a Nolan Arenado? It, it opens up options for the Blue Jays to to really explore what they can do with their money, not just from a free agent sense, but from a trade sense as well. Now, how much money the Blue Jays are willing to commit to their payroll will ultimately determine how successful that strategy is. But, if they're serious about going after Lindor, it's not much of a jump to get them to Brian and Arenado. And... You know, if you're still doing that and if Biggio is a part of that deal, you you have to be looking at options to to fill that gap because, I mean, you, you can't say Austin Martin's going to play second base. You, you can't say Santiago Espinal is going to be your everyday second baseman. Th- there's just no evidence yet. So, again, even if it doesn't turn out to be a long-term deal, which, given experience, experience in 2019 I think he wants to get something done quickly I think he'd rather have the security that he didn't have during that offseason so at that point I I kind of think he's a little priced out of the Blue Jays market I don't think they would want to give him that kind of long-term deal because again you have to weigh in the cost benefits as well he's going to be 32 in the 2021 season so you have to start wondering how long is his bat speed going to hold up how how long is he going to reach that plateau he's at granted i think right now if you wanted to sign him to a four-year deal he would be able to produce for the majority of that contract but the question becomes how long do the blue jays actually want him in there like, would they be willing to put him at DH should his defensive skills drop to the point where they can't reliably have him at second base every day? Um, that that becomes a that becomes the main question in in trying to determine what you do with these guys and what they're going to bring to your team, because you know it. I do lose my train of thought a little bit, but it's a good loss of train of thought. It's not like I'm scratching for solutions. It's the possibilities are so vast. And that is such a nice feeling as opposed to like, well, I maybe we can sign Joe Panic on a minor league deal and maybe he'll play for us. It it's more than welcome to start thinking about those other options, those big name options for Toronto. It's exciting. So, I'm I'm happy about this. I'm happy about you know trying to figure this out and we're going to be doing it a fair amount during the winter, I'm assuming. So, make sure you are subscribed to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get podcasts, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode and you get to join in on the fun and you know we get to visualize people coming to Toronto, not named Trevor Bauer or Roberto Osuna. So uh, follow the podcast on Twitter and Facebook. All the podcast links go out on Twitter. And follow me on there at A underscore J underscore Andrews. The underscores are there because Twitter is dumb. But we press on with it. So until the next time, And that will be very soon because we've got some more awards to talk about for Blue Jays members. So we'll be doing that. Um, Until then, for everyone at the Lockdown Podcast Network and everyone at jaysfromthecouch.com, I'm AJ Andrews. Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode. And y'all take care.